0: Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative.
1: Were you we recording? Yeah. Oh. It was beeping. It was beeping. Here we go. What's up? It's Father Nathan, Father Michael, back for another episode of Catholic Stuff. Yeah. Um, the slingshot is worn off, so we've switched to a downer. Uh, we cheers to uh, Father Joseph McClagan, newly ordained, one of the baby priests of the Archdiocese of Denver. Chin chin. He came and stayed at my house the other night and brought scotch. So, God bless him. What was it called again? What was what called? The scotch.
0: Oh, Glen something or other. Glen Forak. Yeah, l- Forak. one of the Glens I haven't had. Glen Forak. It's pretty good. Wasn't Glen fidditch wasn't Glen... Meringue. Meringue, yeah. I have a friend that knows how to pronounce those, and I don't. So I just whatever. We get made fun of a lot, by the way. You do. You get made fun of a lot in the emails for not pronouncing
1: things correctly. I'm really bad at that. But actually, Fa- I think Father John was worse. Um, but <laughs> I, I've I've had my share. Somerset so, Mogum. Uh, what did I say the other day instead of, um, yeah. oh. papal instead of papal? I didn't say papal. I think you did. What? I know how to pronounce that. Okay. <laughs>
0: There was something that made me cringe, but I didn't say anything.
1: I forget what it was. But oh, no, some- no, no, no. It was um the... No, no, no. It was the, the publican. 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 That's right. Publican. Yeah. Publican. 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 There was a guy that, that Pu- I looked at. Publican. <laughs> that's that's funny That's Uh, funny.
0: it is funny there there was a guy who gave us four stars instead of five on iTunes because he says greatest podcast ever but your German pronunciation sucks and he gave us four instead of five stars I'm guessing the German was John right listen if if the
1: German if the German pronunciation is the only thing keeping us from five stars that means for (laughs) most of Americans we are five stars that is true whatever I think you're five stars Nathan thank you you're so sweet. Uh, anything else? I, I just realized I didn't set my scriptures for this. so Do you need me to do something to cover your... Well, usually if you don't draw attention to the spot. fact that I'm, that I'm doing that. but You brought it up. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Say whatever. Okay. I can't remember. Oh, okay, there it is. But you can keep talking. No, go ahead.
0: Jesus' no, word is more important than mine.
1: I'm, not, I'm still looking for it. Preach God's word. Oh, okay. Tell them something about yourself. Father
0: Nathan is sitting there in his
1: Just tell them something about yourself. (laughs) They don't have to know that I'm still in my track pants drinking scotch at 4 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: (laughs) I'm sitting here at 4 o'clock in the afternoon drinking scotch and full clerics and socks.
1: (laughs) Okay. These are some of my only
0: socks that don't have holes in them, actually. I'm quite proud. I should take a picture. Here's a picture of my my new-ish socks. What? all my socks have holes in them. Oh, you're going to take a picture my, my brother, Sean, he wears t-shirts that he's had since we were kids. Like you can see like yeah. the t-shirts that come out of his shirt. It, it, is, it is completely worn out and he loves them. And I don't know why his wife doesn't get on him, but like it's beautiful to me. I'm like, I remember those t-shirts. Like back when my mom used to yeah. write our names on them because we were, we shared a room and yeah. we shared clothes. Like he still wears those t-shirts. There's something beautiful about that.
1: Father Jason Wunch, uh is also one of those people because he hasn't he hasn't grown in size or girth <laughs> since like I don't I see that. I don't know when. So like he has all the same shirts. Um. So uh, he and he'll have like ones from like nineteen ninety three. You know, five k or something. Nice. I'm like, how do you do that? I still have jeans that are like are just I'm
0: trying way too hard to be cool, like they sag and they, nice. they're baggy and I, I wear them now to paint and stuff like that, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wore this on purpose back when I was in college. Yeah. That's so are they are they Jinkos? Taking a picture of my sock right in front of you. Um <laughs> <laughs> you're rolling your eyes at me. No, they we weren't we weren't we didn't couldn't afford Jinkos. We were whatever, they were just like fat kid pants from Walmart that I wore even though I was too
1: skinny and wear a belt and so it was all weird anyway. I I think I've told this story in the podcast before, but when that whole fad kind of started, I went to because um, I used to wear the jeans where like if you sat down, they would ride up and then you'd see the white socks underneath, and I thought that's uh, that's just what you're supposed to do. Michael and Jackson, kind of yeah. yeah. So then, uh, but then <clears throat> I think it was freshman year, and then people started saying something about it. And I was like, all right. So I didn't have time to go out and buy the jeans, and it was the first home football game and i was in freshman football which meant that we went to the game in our freshman jerseys oh i see which is pretty baller okay so then i'm like oh shoot whose jeans so then i just jacked my dad's jeans i just jacked them from his closet and i like i like cinched the belt like super tight and everything and uh i think my dad later was like hey have you seen my jeans i'm like no i haven't seen them i haven't seen any of those so
0: I anyway. went to school once in middle school wearing my mom's jeans, just because it was like one of those things where I did the laundry and then just pulled them out, and <laughs> I got to school. I was like, "What the hell am I wearing? <laughs> did they have the button fly?" Probably. I don't. I was in such denial; I didn't even <laughs> want to look. And I'm like, I cannot believe this. So I, like, I think I like untucked my shirt, like pulled it way down, yeah. so it just looked halfway normal. Oh,
1: I'm so fancy. <laughs> All Mom right. My I'm jeans and my mom's jeans. That's great. Middle school. That's great. I like that. Oh. See, see, you told him something about yourself. Another merit <laughs> there badge. Go. There we go. All right. So, I, it was funny because the last podcast, Father Mike started talking and I was like, oh, this kind of starts sounding like my topic. And then I got nervous. I was like, well, maybe I should just blend my topic into his topic. But then eventually, like, you know, you deviated and kind of went in a different direction mm-hmm. than I was going to go. And I was like, well, I'm not really going to. Do a different topic because It kind of helps that it's related. Right. Um. So if this is repetitive or even contradictory, we're we're sorry. We just, um, this is what I kind of prepared. So this is how we roll. This is how we roll. So last time we talked about um giving up control and finding rest in in God's kind of action. Yes. Anything else you wanted to add on that, or like
0: is that, no, is that a- we, we rest in the trust of God's results to our labors?
1: Okay, yeah. so I was going to approach it in terms of um, we as kind of Western Catholics, so I should say not we, I, as a Western Catholic, um, really only have to fast and kind of devote myself to a, a more intense form of the Christian life for 40 days a year. And and that, Fridays. And Fridays. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Okay. And um, and then, but with the Easterners, you guys do it more often, right? Right. We do, we do four <clears throat> fasts a year instead of one. How, and, l- how long Fridays. are the fasts?
0: Uh, they vary. So 40 days before Easter, 40 days before Christmas, 15 days before what you guys call the assumption, we call it remission, and then before Peter and Paul, it varies based on the date of Easter. Anywhere from zero days to around 40. Oh, man, I would be banking on that zero. <laughs> no, that means it's a late Easter. I love early Poscas. I love early Easter's.
1: No, I like the late ones because my birthday is on the 24th, so then I like it whenever so it's selfish. like... Selfish. Pretty much. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay, good lead in. So, um, so we don't really have as many opportunities to kind of deny ourselves. We can make them for ourselves, um, but when the, when it comes about, it's like trying to pull into motion um, something that has remained inert for quite a while, Mm. which is kind of the will and self-denial, right? Right. So, um, recently in our companions kind of meetings, uh, we had talked about we have made these decisions for one another. Um, And it's kind of like these, we have kind of the spirit of the rule, and then we have like practical ways in which the rule will be lived out. Okay, and so kind of the general rule that overarches all of that is you know the commandments, yes. and you know thou shalt and thou shalt not those I think you know to varying degrees, I'm kind of you know fine with, right, right, okay, good, yeah, you see that, I agree that's nice yeah, generally um <laughs> so then, but then, with the decisions, uh there's kind of like okay you can't you can't buy a computer. That's more than, you know, $1,500, right. right? And I, and recently I was looking into it. I was like, oh, you can get a pretty nice computer for $1,500. Yeah. So that's not too hard, right? Right. The next one, you know, a car. We do like a mutual kind of buy-in on the car, which is um, a guy can't just go out and buy whatever car he wants. It has to be within a certain dollar amount, and you're supposed to walk through the process with a brother companion. Right. Um, I want, you know, uh, purple lightning stripes. And they're kind of like, "You don't really need that, and I'm like, but it only costs three thousand more, and it's, and I have to eventually end up with the Toyota Camry yeah, and that right. was it for the glory of God. right yeah. so then uh um, so then that was worked out because Father John graciously, you know uh for for I don't know he, he didn't he didn't he didn't try to sell his car. he sold it to me. It was nice oh. okay. So then I didn't have to worry about it, the car because it was less than the dollar amount. And it okay. was within the Companions. And it was so within the Companions. So he kind of walked me through the process. I swindled him. Everybody's happy, <laughs> right? Well, but then we were kind of going through some of the other ones. And um, there's this one to me that's like this, this stinking boil of just hatred that I have <laughs> for this one, one day where we do penance. Okay? Okay. And that's Friday's. On Fridays, we, as an association, have elected to, and I. this is hard because I didn't have any conversation on this, but I didn't really need a conversation on it because it would be totally selfish for me to share my opinion on it, um, but they went ahead and when they wrote the rule and made the decisions, um, they said, on Fridays, we won't listen to music, uh, we, won't, um, we won't watch movies, and uh, what's the other one? No, no, no technology. Oh, no internet. No internet other than like what you already do for your normal business. for ministry. Okay. So let me take you through my morning. Today's Friday. (laughs) Okay. I I charged my iPod because my iPod was was dead in my car. So then I went back up. I have one of those like iPod docks that can also serve as your alarm clock. Normally, Mm. it's just going off with the radio. Other times, it's just going off with, um, you know, music. Or with... um, Beeping. Beeping, right. Which I hate. Um, Today, since I had my iPod charged, it starts in with Dave Matthews. And I'm just like, I'm just smooth chilling in the morning. Just loving life. Nice. And uh, I'm loving it so much that I just like, I turn it off. And then I turn it off and then I wait for like two or three minutes and I'm just like, man, this is going to be a great morning. The snooze to go off. And next. then the snooze goes off again, you know, and it's another, you know, another song. And I'm like, man, this is great. And then halfway through my, my next snooze, I realize um, uh, it's, Friday. it's Friday. I shouldn't be doing this. Mm. And I'm like, darn it. I'm not happy about this. Okay. Next, um, I, today's, is today Friday or Thursday? Friday. Today is Friday. Okay, today's Friday. We had planned on uh, doing uh, getting Sufjan tickets. So Sufjan oh, Stevens is coming right. back in October to the Paramount Theater, and um, I wanted in on that. Yeah, and um, I just, I just said to myself, this is normal business right this is normal business i've got to get it done all i would have had to do is tell the companions but i'm like i just got to get this done okay so then i do that right and then uh i can't remember what the other one was i don't know something oh it was like instagram mm. nothing looks more delicious on friday even though i've checked instagram all week i'm just telling myself i think there's probably a good picture there and like i want i want to look at that and since I can't look at it, it pisses me off. So then I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to accidentally load it and then I'll see if there's anything new and then shut it down. And right? Jesus won't see. Jesus won't see, <laughs> the brothers won't be, <laughs> It'll be heard, so quick. you know? But then I find myself like getting ready to do it and I'm just like, oh my, what is wrong with me? You mm-hmm. know? So then um I was thinking about this today and that's this is how it relates to the topic which is um, and it's it's from a previous topic too. So the Act of Contrition podcast, we talked about the Act of Contrition and the last line of the Act of Contrition in the Roman Church. The kind of normal one is: um, I firmly resolve, with the help of your grace, um, to sin no more, to avoid the near occasion of sin, and, and to and that's and it. to do penance. Oh, okay, and amend my life. Okay, Amen. Okay, and what does it mean to firmly resolve? and i'm I was just pondering that, um and I was just saying to myself, I have no power to to firmly resolve anything yeah. I am one of the weakest uh committers to anything. I just won't I'll like waffle and waver and kind of start it and then stop you know hmm. um so I was thinking about it, and I just said, what is what is resolve, what is a resolution um and then how Does anybody have any advice on this? And it was more just like, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Olo because Olo has to fast four times a year. Yeah. And there are, there are other times in which I'm like, you know, it's Lent or it's Friday, you know, outside Lent. And I'm like, I don't want meat, but if it happens, you know, whatever. But you will just be like, no, I, I I can't take that, you know, and I'm, I, I respect that. But I'm like, I don't do that. Now, I'm a foodie, um, as I've been called before, so that's a little different. There are other pleasures in life that, you know, I don't have as much of an issue with. Um, But in terms of food, this is hard, okay? And probably in terms of entertainment, that's hard, too, okay? So I was like, all right, what's a resolution, and then what advice do you have for it? Any initial thoughts?
0: Yes. The first thing I would say is that you have to be fasting in order to feast so that there there yeah. has to be the feast at the end or fasting is absolutely pointless so we like in the east we fast right before a major feast whether it's Peter and Paul Christmas nativity Pascha Easter or the Dormition so we're, we're fasting for that reason now there's something about giving it up that on the feast it's, itself you can enjoy it so much more like i'm i'm working for a goal i'm going to work 8 hours a day so I can come home and see my family. I'm going to work for, for this amount of time so that I can go and have a drink with my buddies that night. You know, that there there's a goal at the end that my lab, makes my labor worth it. So every we fast on Fridays in order to celebrate on Sunday. So like we fast the day Christ died in order to celebrate on the, on the Pascha. So for us priests, sometimes that's hard. Like for me, starting this Sunday, I have three divine liturgies every Sunday, you know, so some. Su- Sunday could feel like work if I let it. I, I could let that be. Oh, I, I'm you know Sunday is not the is not the day of resurrection. It's not the Lord's day. It's not the day that I I kind of relieve the sacrifice of Friday to enjoy Sunday better. But it should be. Of course, celebrating the divine energy is the most divine and healthy and restful thing we could do. So, I think the first thing to do is to make sure that Sunday is a day of enjoyment. It is a day of rest. It's a day of 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 beauty it's a day of saying i i labored for this to make this more effective since christ labored and then rose for me that there's a there's that spiritual component of course that's the whole point but there's if you make if you make sundays more of a deliberately enjoyable day fridays will be a looking forward to sunday rather than a burden apart from sunday and we need to make sure that friday is not separated from sunday
1: yeah, that's that sounds good. That sounds good, but I I'm I'm still of the mindset Sunday is a work day, it is a labor. But you've only been
0: uh, a priest a year, it's, I know, and I, I haven't priest. I
1: haven't trained I haven't trained my muscles yet. And there are other priests that say that they're like you know after thirty years, like I can celebrate I can celebrate three four five masses on a Sunday, which you shouldn't do. Um, but uh, whatever. <laughs> no, no. Um, let me say this real quick though. Um, I've been a priest long enough where.
0: You'll you'll see this, I promise you. When you when you spend your day not sure if you're doing God's will, in other words, people come to you with these issues that are just mind blowingly stressful and anxiety ridden. When people come and you're always like unsure, it's like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not? Am I saying the right thing? Am I not saying enough? You know, when when you get to that point where you kind of stress yourself out over, am I doing God's will or not? When you're doing the divine liturgy or when you're saying the mass, you know you are doing God's will. Mm-hmm. Like there's no question about it. Right. So there's something beautiful to say, I might spend all week unsure of myself and unsure of God's will and unsure if I'm doing what he wants me to be doing, but on a Sunday, I know I'm doing his will. And yeah. that is
1: such a restful thing. Well, and it's I mean, I don't I don't once the people show up, I get jacked cuz I'm I'm excited to see all the people. I'm excited to feed them. I'm excited to like to pray with them and pray for them. Um, and then, you know, there's the aftermath of like an aftermath where everybody's coming out and then you're greeting all the people. And yeah. sometimes that's the you know, craziest because then people are like, you know, my daughter has this. My son has this. Can you bless this? Um, you know, are we allowed to do this? And so you got to be on point. Right. So then that's fine. That's fine. You're, you're kind of jacked for that. And then all of a sudden there's just kind of like and then it's like, all right, I got to get jacked up for another mass. Right. Um, and doing it all over again, whatever. But then, at least with the Friday thing, it's like, come Sunday, I'm not just going to veg out with a bunch of TV, um, or even Saturday for that matter, right? Um, because Saturday, you know, it's like you're you're out of the shoot, confessions, whatever meetings, and then maybe a Saturday mass. So then, um, for when you take on a discipline, you're just saying like you have to have some other time that you're looking forward to. Some other, some other moment, some other moment of leisure or enjoyment that you're actually focused on for the sake of, you know, kind of despising the, the shame or the frustration that you're experiencing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it it is hard for priests
0: and I'm not, I'm not downplaying because it is, I'm not not saying just for
1: priests. I mean, this is for, this is for anybody.
0: Right. Right. But I, I think it's when, when we are, you know, when our, when our job, the definition of our job is primarily to do this, we can then. We can, I don't mean to say this so negatively, but we can feel sorry for ourselves if we're doing uh, on the day when most people are off. Like, we could take Mondays off as companions. Well, and so Fridays. I, Fridays
1: are when people are, like, going out, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, that, that's a good, that's a good, really good point. Like, so, my friends will want to go to the movies, and I'm like, well, out of charity's sake, I should go with them. But I'm kind of like... Charity, piety. Yeah. But... Sometimes I'm doing charity towards myself <laughs> and not towards others, myself. You know? Yeah. No, I,
0: I hear you, and I, 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 th- I think the the right answer. This might not be the most practical, but the right answer is is to to have be doing it for the feast, and second of all, to be doing it because of our human condition. In other words, we we yeah. uh, we it, we we deserve to be. Sacrificing, because sacrifice is when we sacrifice. We participate in Christ's sacrifice, which happened on a Friday. So that that, right. that seems overly spiritual, but it, it's it's mm-hmm. absolutely necessary. And those who have those the holy ones, the saints, that they would say every day should be Friday. You know, ideally. But what we we as a church proclaim Fridays because the day Christ died. We in the East tend to add Wednesdays to that. I won't I won't enforce that though. <laughs> but, but but you know, so so Wednesdays and Fridays. Nice. So Fridays, and then on on Sunday is the day of of. Of of rest and of mm-hmm. of this is why I fast it on Friday.
1: Yeah, the um Yeah, I can't remember what I was gonna say. Dang it. Whatever. So so what what was the word, last word you said? Uh for the very end of the uh act of contrition? Oh resolve? I firmly resolve, resolve with the help of you. Yes. I firmly resolve with the help of your grace. So yes. To to resolve, just going back to that, I did want to make sure to get a definition. So the definition that I looked up is to come to a definite or earnest decision about to determine to do something. I have resolved that blah, blah, blah. And then another one is um, to settle, determine, or state in a formal vote or formal expression of opinion or intention as of a deliberative assembly. So um, part of the decisions are resolutions. As As a brotherhood, You know, I've we've decided to do this, but even in ourselves, like we will say, I am going to do this for the sake of blah blah blah, Um, and I am going to take and make this small sacrifice or do this small act of penance um, for the sake of you know whatever. And it's not just like we're mercenaries; like we'll do Friday, but then Sunday there better be you know like mounds of mashed potatoes and you know uh, I don't know Simpsons episodes on the on the Netflix queued up. Um. So we don't want to be mercenaries, but we also want to. We also want to make sure that we come to a resolution within ourselves. We come to a decision within ourselves, and that that really has to be like negotiated and determined um, with the multiple faculties within oneself. Right. Kind of the will and reason. Like we can't. We can't resolve to do something crazy. Um, or like, that's just not going to happen. That's kind of the, the, the other way of saying this is, you know, in seminary, we talk about making smart goals, uh, specific, measurable, uh, accurate, realistic, and timely. Okay. So then you have all these things and then you say, I'm going to make a goal and I'm going to commit to it. And it's going to be a goal that I know that I can reach and I can do it by this time, whatever. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we just resolve, you know, like, uh, Oh, what Megan, have you seen Megan. No. megan is a is a father Joseph Lasho is giggling right now. He showed me this skit by Key peel uh and megan and megan's this girl that treats all of her waiters and waitresses horribly uh, you know and one of the things that she says to him is um uh be better at your job you know <laughs> and so I think that that's kind of like the 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 resolution that we kind of boil down you know okay. in our spiritual life is like i'm just gonna be better well that's not helpful, you know. And so when we have these like specific things that we're going to do, and even if we come to them as a family or as kind of a, a group of brothers, you mm-hmm. know, I I know I mentioned on the podcast before where you did this um, E5 men. Have you ever heard of E5 men? I've heard. Um, of them, yeah. Ephesians 5. They fast every every first Wednesday of the month for the sake of their mm. brides, um, wherever they might be. They, they don't know who they are. But they're going to fast for chastity and for the sake of their future spouse. Very cool. And we used to do that as brothers. But we would say, like, that pizza better be there by 11.59. (laughs) And we better be praying by 11.59 in 30 (laughs) seconds so that we can eat at midnight. And we would do it, you know. And it was kind of good because as a group of brothers, we committed to it. And we would see each other. At the cafeteria or whatever, and we would know, like, okay, we're doing this for, for the sake of something else. Nice. But even within ourselves, there has to be a dialogue. Reason, will, and then we have to come to an election where we say, I'm going to do this, you know? Right. And it can't just be imposed on me, because if if it's imposed on me, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sick of this. Yeah. I'm frustrated. But sometimes those are the best moments to kind of show, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know? Like sometimes the church's teachings can be such that we're like I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the moral life or even just like fasting on Fridays. It's like no way. Yeah. Um so then the the other story that it kind of pairs with this is Father John uh of happy memory. Um <laughs> God rest, rest in peace, soul. homie. Uh Eric Eze E Ryder and John Nepple. Um uh Father John took me up uh San Juan Peak for our or San Luis Peak uh for our companions conference a few years ago. Uh John pretty much wanted to hike one 14er that was very difficult to get to. You had to hike in um and so he planned an entire companions conference around uh making sure that he checked this one off the list. Don't think I didn't realize that, John. <laughs> um so we all did it together and so we're hiking this mountain and uh, I'm kind of like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. It's, it's tough, but you know, we'll get through it or whatever. We get up to a false summit, and Father John realizes that I'm seeing the false summit for the first time, wow. and, uh, and I just look up, and there's another probably like, I don't know, 2,000 feet to go, and I just say, holy beep, 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 and uh, John said, pick an intention, Pick an intention, commit to that intention. Let's keep going. Amen. And I knew exactly who I was supposed to pray for. I kept that person's face in my mind and made it all the way to the top. Hmm. I was really grateful that he said that into my moment in that moment because if he would just be like, okay, buddy, come on, we can do this. You got it. Okay. <laughs> he knew it was gonna be hard. Yeah. He knew I was gonna he knew I was frustrated, and he knew it was going to be difficult. And the only way that I was going to to surmount. That difficulty was if I saw a good on the other side, and it wasn't just being done with this mountain. It wasn't just getting to the top. It was somehow this pain, this denial, this suffering is going to be fruitful right. if you offer it right now for this person. Right. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it did or it didn't, um, but I knew exactly who I was supposed to pray for. Yeah. You no, know, we definitely...
0: The fruit in the. It was you, Michael. It was you. (laughs) I almost said that, but that sounded so selfish at the time. So thank you for bringing it back. (laughs) It wasn't you, sucker. Um, There's something about Christ gives us much more than we deserve all the time. Sure. And so there's we we, the result. I think for those who are really holy, the result is kind of already been given us. And it's hard to see it that way, kind of outside of space and time, where I, I I am sacrificing because of the good that I know is coming. The good, you know, whether it's sacrificing for a specific purpose, and I'm asking Christ to use my effort to bless this person in the future. But there's also something about the nostalgia of the Christian life where we can say. I am going to sacrifice because of the blessings that have already happened, yeah. and 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 our salvation, our baptism, our being raised in, in families that were supportive or not supportive. That, that where we are, where we're actually understanding that aspect of the Christian life, sacrifices can be for those, and that that that's harder to see, and it's it's harder to really you know allow ourselves to be motivated by it because it's very human to say. I like how you use that word mercenaries. You know, we we I, I did this now, pay me for it. You know, yeah. um, there's that reality, uh, but but there's I also think that the the language of sacrifice deepens the reality of our conversation with Christ. So our conversation with Christ, like when we, whenever we sacrifice, it it makes that conversation deeper and more real and more Christlike. So, even apart from being rewarded anything, which is a great motivator, and we need it to get us through, there's there's a sense of sacrifice. Even at the moment of the sacrifice, it is hard in a human way. I don't want to be doing it in a human way, but if I can realize that this this is a conversation, that this is a not only a conversation, it is a participation. I am becoming more Christ-like, more united with Him by doing this, and that in itself should bring me joy. Yeah, I walked into your your seminary chapel one time, probably back when you were second or third year seminarian, and I I wanted to pray in there because I was just in, in the seminary anyway. And I went in there, and a bunch of you guys were doing Gregorian chant, and it was just, it was gorgeous. And so I knelt in the back of the chapel, and I remember the, the Gregorian chant going on, and I wanted to pray the Byzantine liturgy of the hours. So I was there in my head praying the Psalms from the hours and listening to this Gregorian yeah. chant. And it was like, I was praying, I had to pray out loud to kind of concentrate on the words, and then I heard you guys singing, and there was this, it became so obviously a conversation. Like, I was talking to God, because I was praying the Psalms, and I was hearing God through the Gregorian chant, and it really did feel like, in a very human way, this is a conversation going on. I'm listening to God talking to me, I'm talking to him. And if that was such an easy thing, because it was beautiful, but the the things that are not as obviously beautiful, like sacrifice, if we can say, Lord, how is the sacrifice Going to bear fruit in the end. That I will understand its fruit. That I will I will see the beauty of it. I'll understand this is for that building the church. But also, how is this part of the conversation right now? It's kind of one of those things. You know, when when some people feel really depressed, they just kind of need someone to be there with them to be depressed with them. That's part of the conversation, right? There's nothing I can say, but there's there's some sort of companionship and communion in being depressed. Misery loves company, in other words, in, in a positive way. Yeah. Um. But but there's a sacrifice and when I'm doing it again I'm not I don't feel this way but I know this the ideal is that it should be a a and I'm gonna use that word again to rest in a conversation with God and to have that conversation yeah. be happening at the moment that communion going on as I sacrifice
1: well and that's helpful too because the the last thing I wanted to share is just like two scripture passages that that I kind of that when I was thinking about this they came to mind and um, it is about God's action Uh, But it's a cooperative action. His is primary, but what we can offer is important. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't say Mass if you don't have bread. you got to make some offering. Um, And, you know, there are rules that you got to follow, and God will bless, you know, our feeble efforts. So this is from Isaiah 35. Um, Father Brady's already quoting it in his head. Uh, The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad— the desert shall rejoice and blossom. So you can see how um, something was, something is absent, and uh, through that poverty, through that desert, God is going to come in. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the lily. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. And this is the line. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. So in that in that regard, like, you know, these people are in exile, and then they're wondering, by our prayers, by our witness of our lives, like, is God going to do something? Yeah. But it doesn't mean stop living the Christian life or the, you know, the life of a Jew. It just means um, allow God's synergetic energy to come in and do something more than you yourself could do. Amen. And then the last one is from Hebrews 11. um, 11. No, it was 12. 12, 12. Uh Therefore, uh, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather healed. Strive for peace with all men and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Um, so again, strengthening your drooping hands and your weak knees. So um, kind of get up, you know, you can do it. Um, it's not just be better. Um, but it's possible. It's possible to live the Christian life and it's possible to deny oneself. And yes, it's going to be difficult. Yes. It's going to be hard. Yes. It's going to be painful at times. And yet, um, God will, God will bring you rest. God will bring you kind of the, uh, the yoke, his own yoke that is, um, easy and light so yeah. and that's I think, it and
0: i think if you, if we really want Boop. the real things in life like the things that are are the true and the most worthy of our effort we need and I, my parishioners are rolling their eyes because i say this almost every homily but we need to when christ asks us to do something we our first response should be i can't that's impossible mm-hmm. because all the things that i christ can't
1: says, i can't
0: and, and the whinier voice the better exactly the the the, the things that are the things that are truly worthy of Christ, the things that are worthy of, of our vocation, of our call, are truly impossible. True forgiveness. You know, uh, the, the rich young man says, you know, what good must I do to inherit everlasting life? And the end of that passage says, you know, when the apostles ask him, you know, then who can be saved? You know, If, if it's easier yeah. for, for a camel to pass the of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven, who can be saved? And it's like, for man is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. We need to be able to say when Christ calls us to something, if this is worthy of the dignity of our vocation, it needs to be impossible for us. And so there's, we can do it, but we can't in a sense. We, we, we can't do it. There, there needs to be that empowerment by Christ where he takes our labors and he makes them fruitful.
1: Amen. Amen. I just saw this quote from Pope Francis. Do not be content... To live a mediocre Christian life, walk with determination along the path of holiness. Amen. And that is the signature line from our next shout-out. Shout-out, amen. Here hard. we go. Hey, Father, this is Sister Mary George from Champaign, St. Matthew. What up? Oh, All three of my nieces uh, on one side—well, actually, three out of four, because there's another one. I forgot about her—are um, now in St. Matt's school. Uh, they all started 5th, 3rd, and 1st grade, so very well on the spacing, Mike and Steph. Um, <laughs> um, this is Sister Mary George from Champaign. Hope you're having a great summer. I have a special prayer request for you. When I came back to our mother house for the summer, I ran into our sisters preparing for final vows. One sister in particular started telling me about all these Catholic podcasts that she listens to, trying to convince me that I should start listening to them too. She starts telling me about who the hosts are. When she mentioned your name, I mentioned I knew you. I must admit I had no idea that you had a podcast. Sorry. She has since remedied that situation for me very quickly. Anyway, she flipped. Father Nathan Goebel, the Father Nathan Goebel. (laughs) You know Father Nathan (laughs) Goebel. How? Four question marks. All caps. Apparently you are twins separated at birth. She's the one in the middle. So this is Sister Mary Carolyn, named for Carol Wojtyła, Pope St. John Paul II. She teaches theology at St. James Academy in Lenexa, Kansas. Should you ever meet, I'm sure the two of you had a great time together. Your humor is very similar. I'm sure she's forgotten about this whole conversation since June Sister Mary Carolyn, you might be hyperventilating right now This is the <laughs> Father Nathan Goebel uh, So glad that you're a sister So glad you're in Lenexa, Kansas Right next to Overland Park where my brother is And uh, there's some priests over there Father Nick Blaha in um, Diddy Catholic Campus Center in Emporia And then Father Larry Bowers at Cure to Ars in ooh, somewhere near Overland Park I just sent him a letter today. Dang it. Mm. So, yeah. Sister Mary Carolyn, she's taking final vows. Awesome. Well done. Right of Christ. God bless you.
0: Thank you for your prayers.
1: You got I any shout there. outs after your litany of no, shout outs last night? I some for this one. Oh, yeah. Now he's all chilling. Yeah. Okay.
0: To my family, whom I love.
1: All right. As always. So, your sister in law and your brother were at mass the other day. So, Joseph oh, and Zeska. Nice. Yeah. So, is it Cheska or Seska? Seska. Francesca, but Yeah. We call her Seska. So, they were there. Nice. And I had told myself, because I had preached a super long homily the day before. <laughs> okay. I told every... I, I kind of, like, I really resolved that um, when I walked in, I was like, I'm going to give a short homily today. And then I get up onto the altar, and I realize that they're there. Okay. And I'm like, dang it, I can't just, like, totally blow it, because, like, it's the <laughs> uh-huh. one time... Plus, like, they'll be like, oh, Father Michael, we so much love your homilies better than Father Nathan's. They're so short and pithy. Um, Mine so are then definitely not short. And pithy. So then I rocked it. Nice. Anyways, amen. So
0: Thank
1: it was good you. to see him. They're a beautiful couple, little baby in the womb. That's right. I wasn't going to say anything, but we already know that. Yeah, we do. All right, Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Um, I don't know. Anything else? I'm gonna to try to get the Twitter back up.
0: You guys haven't on Twitter in forever. Yawner! So I'm gonna to try to get that back up. Pray for me, everybody. Yeah, we'll pray be for, back on Twitter. Pray soon for
1: probably. Father Michael. See ya. In
0: all things.